0: Welcome to the Particulate Matters series, a podcast of the Public Health Networker and the Public Health Podcast of Media Network. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno, so we're really excited to share this series with you. This is our third episode in the Particulate Matters series. Today we're speaking with Kat Morgan, who is an MPH student at Columbia University and is also a member of the Public Health Podcast Career Network. And we're really excited to share this conversation that we had with her about her new podcast, a mini-series called O-Crop. Oh it is about environmental justice, climate change, and food systems. And this is one of our interviews with actual podcasters for public health. So we're really excited that she's part of our network and that she has been creating podcasts for quite some time. She also has another one called Navigating the Pandemic, which she's been doing for a while too. So we're just really glad to be in connection with her and to have her in our network and to learn more about us and the career network visit publichealthpodcasters.com slash membership and also um, if you're interested in learning more about public health podcasts visit our directory of podcasts on the publichealthpodcasters.com website we hope you enjoy this episode We are pleased to announce the second annual People's Public Health Conference, which takes place in November this year online, and early registration is now open. The People's Public Health Conference provides a platform to democratize public health discussions and to provide a space for community-based and equity-focused action. The conference was created in response to other public health conferences that met in person only during the pandemic, required costly admissions, and lacked focus on actually controlling the COVID pandemic at the time. The cost of large public health conferences is also often prohibitive for many community leaders, students, and the un- and underemployed public health workforce. Event registration to the People's Public Health Conference involves a sliding-scale registration of $25 to $55 a person, and the additional opportunity to provide a tax deductible donation to the Autoimmune Community Institute, who hosts the conference. This is our nonprofit organization dedicated to autoimmune health equity in community based research, services, and support. And if you need a waiver to register, request two hours of online volunteer participation in return. To learn more about the event and to register, visit thepeoplespublichealth.org. We welcome you to join us in our actionable conference for grassroots public health. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are speaking with Kat Morgan. She is a student, an MPH candidate at Columbia University. She's also a podcaster and she uh, podcasts with Navigating the Pandemic. That is her podcast. Welcome Kat. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Hi, I'm so thrilled to be here. This is my first podcast interview, and I can't wait to chat.
0: All right, thank you. So, yeah, I'm glad that this is uh, your first opportunity to podcast uh, as an interviewee. Uh, so we Yeah. To yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you and uh, your podcast and your studies, the things that you do.
1: Sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so as you just said, I'm a master of public health candidate at Columbia University my department is environmental health sciences and i also have a certificate in food systems so i'm really interested in the intersection of public health and food and practices that can improve human and planetary health i also host navigating the pandemic it's a podcast that i started in november of 2020 so it's been a it's been a long time actually And I initially developed the show for a class that I took in undergrad on health podcasting, but I really enjoyed the process of interviewing people and having the opportunity to provide a platform, I think, for experts in their field who really had niche information that wasn't necessarily accessible to the public. And I really enjoyed it because it was a time when I think there still is a lot of pandemic misinformation, but especially in 2020 and 2021, there was just a lot of misinformation and misinterpretation of the sciences going around. And so I saw my podcast, and I know that you have a similar podcast as well, like the public health community, you know, really capitalized on those opportunities to make information accessible and digestible and really give people who have authority a platform to share their expertise, so I have loved doing my podcast. Um, yeah, three years in, and it was nominated for best health podcast in the Quill Awards last spring. And I also received a grant, which helped me join your amazing health podcast community. So that's definitely been a treat. And last fall, it was—I was really surprised. It was, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I was very excited. Um, and it was named, you know, one of the best uh, pandemic podcasts on the internet. So I'm not sure how many pandemic podcasts are on the internet, but I'm glad that I made the list. That's
0: fantastic. So, and also, thank
1: you, thank you. Um, and then I also wanted to share. I I recently developed a podcast mini series. So I don't, you know, see it as something that I'll kind of continue on, but it focuses um, on environmental justice, climate change, and food systems. And I developed it for public health practitioners as a lay audience. And my goal is really to educate and emphasize diverse individuals in the public health workforce about how important food systems and climate change are. You know, I I think that wherever you are in the multidisciplinary field, somehow something that you're doing is related to climate change and to food and so these are really keystones in public health especially moving forward and we think about climate change and environmental justice um Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a little bit about me and my my interests and my background
0: great yeah sounds like you're staying busy as a student doing some great work with podcasting as well so yeah i think that's fantastic you're doing um, a great job leveraging podcasting to send out to share public health information to um, connect with other professionals in the field. That's what podcasting is about. So you're doing a great job. Uh, so yeah, again, thanks for joining us as a member of the Public Health Podcast Career Network also. And so, yeah, you know, we've had you with us for you know several months now and it's been fantastic. Thanks also for uh, recently inviting me to your podcast. So tell us a little bit more about how you actually got started. So, you know, you mentioned that you're very passionate about food justice and climate change and health education. How did all of this begin for you
1: that is a great question and like most people in public health i did not have a linear path to get here by any means uh, similarly to you i have a background in anthropology so i actually have my ba in cultural anthropology and in undergrad you know i chose this major because i like to joke that i have commitment issues you know i couldn't pick a single major. And I loved anthropology because you can get the biological side, the cultural side, the linguistic, the archaeology. So, you know, I I chose the major thinking that maybe I would be an archaeologist. And I ended up taking this course on food cultures of the Americas. And it, it really just changed the way that I thought about food systems, especially thinking about things like food ways and traditional food production practices and consumption practices and how a lot of the times those are directly linked to health outcomes. And then you can kind of add an equity focus to that and think about the forced erasure or different barriers that may prevent people from practicing traditional food production methods or preparation methods. And so that class really kind of exposed me to public health, I think indirectly, and then I ended up deciding to major in global health, or to minor in global health, sorry, Um, and that was when I did a little bit more of a deep dive into public health and global health and started to, I think, understand all of the opportunities within this field, and so I ended up deciding to pursue a Master of Public Health, but before I started my studies at Columbia, I spent some time, I took a year off um, between my, between graduating from undergrad and starting the MPH and I worked on farms for a while Um, and getting that hands-on experience in food systems and food production and working with communities, you know, it felt like kind of an informal community-based participatory research for me, even though I was on a year off, I wasn't, you know, there for, for school or anything it was a really informative process and definitely cemented my interest in food systems and public health and so and i was also on the side working on my podcast and that was bringing me a lot of joy and so i think i ended up in public health because i see it as a field that holds a lot of opportunities and there are lots of different kind of nodes that you can move between within within the field whether you're working in qualitative research or quantitative research it's very multidisciplinary and I think just the nature of the field lends really well to you know people with a lot of interests who want to do something good good for the I say good for the world you know to improve health and improve well-being and I see it as a means to an end to work on ways that we can you know, align our systems and our policy or our practice or our research, you know, whatever route I end up going, I would love to do work at the intersection of improving human and planetary health. So, you know, all of those little experiences kind of peppered together and and ended up driving me to where I am today. And, and I I really love what I do and what I'm learning.
0: Mm, yeah, very similar to you. I think that the undergrad experience was really challenging because I couldn't choose one major. Ultimately, I did choose anthropology, but it went through like mass communications, plant biology, all sorts of things, Spanish, um, everything. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then finally, but yeah, this you're, I think you're the third person that I know who has an anthropology bachelor's and I'm sure there are many oh. more. I suspect there are many more of us uh, because, again, like you mentioned, there's just such a variety of options that and things that you can do in both of these fields, and um, they're just very interesting and very exciting. Um, yeah. So right. So, tell us more about your podcast. Tell us more about the um, navigating the pandemic podcast.
1: Sure. Um, so it's called navigating the pandemic. Uh, I used to follow it with past, present, and future, but ended up cutting that off because it makes for a better graphic that's more simplified. (laughs) Um, But I love the show. It, you know, lately, I think in the past 12 months, I've shifted the focus. Originally, it was looking at current events. It was breaking down what's in the news You know, who was the researcher in the study that was cited in this article or in this newspaper? Did the journalist sort of translate that information correctly? Do they have a platform to speak to their own work? So that was originally how I started the podcast or what I had in mind. And I was developing it for an audience that wasn't, you know, not necessarily a lay audience, you know, I think my show content is is a little bit tailored to sort of people who are interested in the sciences or public health or medicine um, or have some sort of, you know, basic working knowledge of COVID-19, social determinants of health. But that's not to say it's still a very accessible show. And in the past 12 months, I've kind of shifted my focus a little bit to start considering pandemic preparedness, pandemic prevention, um, you know, what sort of international bodies are being aligned right now, who is leveraging their resources to, you know, prevent another COVID-19 from happening again. Because we, you know, now that it's becoming endemic, there are future pandemics on the horizon. So that's, you know, part of what my show is currently focusing on. But I'm also very interested, as I've mentioned, in the social determinants of health and health equity. And so looking forward, I'm trying to give policymakers, researchers, advocates, all of these passionate and well-informed people a platform to discuss, hypothesize, share their insights on the future implications of COVID-19 on health equity so you know, for example, our in our conversation we talked about things like personal protections and long COVID. I recently um recorded an episode that I'm editing right now with some peers actually who are are here at Mailman and you know what we think the current generation of leaders, how we can contribute to health equity in a post-COVID world. So It's a very multidisciplinary show. I have episodes on food systems because that's my passion. But I also have episodes on a researcher discussed COVID-19 conspiracy theories on, you know, is it back when we weren't sure about air travel? I brought somebody on to discuss, you know, personal protections and airplanes and legal implications of COVID-19. I've brought epidemiologists on. So many really important voices that I'm trying to weave together into this multidisciplinary, but also very relevant and very impactful um, podcast.
0: Thank you. And so, what have you learned over the time that the years that you've been working on navigating the pandemic? What are some things that you would like to share? Uh, What do people need to know based on what you've heard, what you've learned?
1: Oh that's such a great question. Um I think my my message to everybody right now would be don't forget about covid. I think it's no longer at the forefront of a lot of people's minds and that really worries me because the faster we forget about something, the less likely we are to take action in preventing it from happening again. So you know i think one of the biggest things that i've learned from speaking to all of these you know wonderful and educated people is that there are so many diverse and multidisciplinary ways that health equity human health our political systems our supply chains are have been interrupted will continue to be interrupted so kind of thinking about how sort of fragile some of our systems are I worry moving forward that if we don't start to catalog and leverage some of these lessons learned, that a similar fiasco to COVID-19 could happen again and have even worse impacts on the globe and even more disproportionate impacts, especially thinking about vaccine access and inequality and food access and you know all these things that we saw interrupted by COVID-19 um so my message to people the biggest thing I've learned is that we can't forget we need to keep this I know that we're all exhausted I know that we're all tired and we want to forget and we want to move on but we can't because it is more important now than ever that we start working on these mechanisms for pandemic prevention and preparedness to sort of Safeguard our future.
0: Thank you. Yes. I mean, it's still here. Uh, we forget that um, over a million people have died from this. This is greater than any war yeah. we've experienced, things like that, catastrophes. And it's so easy for people to just, I kind of get it. Like they don't want to think about it because it's maybe depressing uh, and they want to just keep moving forward. But it's really hard to move forward when we don't have a pandemic plan for next time. Yes. Things like that. It's just really. It's yeah, it's concerning. Um I absolutely agree. Right. Uh so yeah, tell us about your your food systems podcast. What is that one called and is it out yet?
1: Yes, it is out right now. It's called Oh Crop, a public health podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Silly. It's a little silly. That's Um, hilarious. that's cute okay i, I just I, I couldn't i could not like miss the opportunity to use a good pun um yeah, yeah no, the podcast is out it can be accessed on anchor you can listen to it on you know all the all the streaming platforms spotify apple podcasts and it i put a lot of love into it I'm. it's a project that i not only really enjoyed but i'm very proud of and i hope that it it has an impact, and I hope that it really reaches the public health community and all of these multidisciplinary practitioners. Um, it's two episodes. Episode one is relatively short; it's under fifteen minutes, and in episode one, I do my best to to leverage storytelling and to sort of weave together some really complex theories, and systems, and try to relay to the audience how food systems, climate change, and environmental justice are all interconnected bodies. You know, they're not separate entities. And why having working knowledge of these things is so important for the public health workforce moving forward. So, you know, episode one is It's a little dense, but I did my best to make it conversational and interesting and more fun to listen to. You know, it's not it's not like a class lecture. It's very much me just trying to be real with the audience. And I also created a deliverable, too, that can be accessed in the show in the in the show OneNote. So it outlines. A lot of the theories that I'm talking about, it provides resources for people to dig into things even more. If maybe they got confused by something I said, or they're just interested in learning more, which is my which is my goal and my hope. Mm-hmm. And episode two was such a treat. I had the opportunity to interview Mark Bittman, who is a New York a past New York Times food writer. He's a best selling author, has been working in food culture food systems food journalism for forever you know he's one of the uh, like original food influencers i like to think and he's also a faculty member at Columbia. and so i had easy access to talk to this incredible person and we sort of chat about how human and planetary health are directly interconnected through agricultural production and through food systems and we also talk about advocacy and the role of public health change makers you know whether you work directly in food systems or whether you are an md or a biostatistician or an epidemiologist or a qualitative researcher different ways to leverage social justice paradigms for change making in public health and food systems so it's episode two I think is really it's fun and engaging and Mark has his own podcast as well so you know I think having a conversation with somebody like we're doing right now you know people who are in the podcast community it's always it's always a treat so
0: yeah thank you so how can people learn more about you learn more about your podcast Do you have a social media link how can people connect
1: yes um I have a Twitter for my podcast that is live. It's navigating at navigating the pandemic. I can send you the handle to put in the show notes if you'd like. I also love connecting with public health people on LinkedIn. I think it's a really great platform to share what you're doing in public health and, and stay up to date with professionals. Um, I have a website of a, an online portfolio but I you know it's not the best way to sort of engage with people I think the best way to contact me is through Twitter or through LinkedIn but I love interviewing people and get excited when you know people reach out to me to be interviewed I think that's always a treat and always very exciting so um the door is open to you know people who have relevant experience and expertise and want a platform to talk about their work and why it's important in COVID pandemic prevention and mitigation. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you have so many interesting things to share. You have so many stories that you've heard and connected with people on. I just, yeah, I don't see why anyone wouldn't want to connect with you because you have so much uh, to tell them. So many important, um, so much important information. You're doing some really great work, Kat, so I really appreciate that you joined us today for this podcast.
1: Thank you, April. It, as always, such a treat to talk with you, and again, I'm thrilled to be here and have the opportunity to sort of talk on your platform, so thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining us.